Proliferating cybersecurity threats and expanding attack surfaces are like a one-two punch for federal agencies trying to beat back and get ahead of bad actors. To counterpunch and ultimately knock out cyber threats, agencies need unified cybersecurity solutions, visibility across their environment, and comprehensive threat intelligence. In this episode of Meritalking, We'll explore how these three capabilities can help agencies go toe-to-toe -to -toe against bad actors and earn the decision. Today, I'm joined by Peter Romnes, Cybersecurity Principal in the CISO Advisor's Office at Cisco. Peter, it's great to have you with us today. You mentioned you're excited to get out of the home office. <laughs> well, it, that is true because when I'm in town, I am in front of video presentations all day long. Of course, I'm still traveling, but getting out in the D.C. area is always fun. Yep, I feel the same way. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Let's get started. We know IT teams in many agencies can become overwhelmed by proliferating cybersecurity threats and the sheer number of tools they are using to fight back. What are some practical ways agencies can gain control over their attack surface? There are two things that come to mind when you talk about this overwhelming amount of information, overwhelming number of threats. And the first is that threats can get through. Over the years, there's been identified new ways that threats can get into an environment. And there's been small groups of companies that come up with a solution to that. And then people buy those solutions. And over time, all of those solutions have just become too much to manage. Things get lost in the, in the gaps. It's hard to hire enough people to manage all of it. It's hard to keep those people once you train them, and then they have to be working together to share information amongst all those devices. That's tough. That adds to the second thing, that the job of the defender is tedious, and it's not a great job. And we have way too few defenders. Too few people doing a job that's not that fun, and the fact that things are getting through is a problem. Mm -hmm. Too much going on. And so really what that means is that we need to gain control. And that was even in your question, how do we gain control? Well, the federal government has been doing a great job giving guidance on that with various presidential directives and OMB memos, starting with the zero trust technology, which is kind of a overused term right now, but the ideas behind it are great. Zero Trust says that you should be able to be able to see everything in your environment and be able to control it down to the most incremental part of your environment, so what they call micro-segmentation. And so this idea of seeing everything and being able to act on everything comes together. And if you really want to gain control, you have to gain control of all your tools. Mm -hmm. And so you have to unify your cybersecurity solutions, and you also need visibility across the enterprise. And specifically, how can networking technology be leveraged to identify cyber threats that may already be in an agency system? Yeah, and you know, oftentimes you talk about these threats lurking in the environment, and lurking is a great way of looking at it. Something that we've seen very recently is that the attackers are getting more sophisticated and they're starting to use some of the tools that are already built into the environment. Some common management tools in say Windows or any other operating system. 
and then they start using them in nefarious ways. And they may use those tools to lurk in your network. In the terms of the threat attackers, they call it living off the land or going low and slow as to not set off the devices. So, you know, this whole idea of all these different tools and the ability to put all of those tools into one environment and be able to see across it allows you to see the telltale signs of this low and slow type of attack. Mm -hmm. An example might be that you see someone in your organization go to a website that is questionable. Okay, well that normally wouldn't get blocked. And then all of a sudden your file detection of what files are running in your organization and whether they're bad or not kind of gives a little bit of an indication that something is weird is going on. And then all of a sudden this desktop that normally only accesses certain databases, all of a sudden it starts going for some of your most valuable data in your organization. Well, each of those things individually may not add up to anything, but if you can put that all together and see it as a pattern, then you can see this low and slow threat that's coming at you. And so that's a very common thing that's needed in order to go after these lurking threats that are in our environment. Great. And once a threat is identified and the agency fights back, how is that threat intelligence shared with other agencies and private sector organizations? Is the system working well? I know that it works well from Cisco's perspective. And there is automatic sharing that goes on. I like to say it happens automatically. <laughs> but what happens is that with Cisco, we get our customers to opt in to sharing metadata with us about how their network is flowing, how their security tools are, what they're detecting, all of that type of thing. And then our Talos organization digests that data, looks for threats, looks for known threats, looks for unknown threats, you know, opens up the files to make sure that there's not an unknown threat that's lurking in there, and then automatically shares it back out with the entire customer base. Basically what that does, it allows us to see what's going on around the world and then almost immediately share it with all customers. My favorite example is an auto manufacturer in Germany sees a threat for the first time. It's detected, it's protected against, and within 10 minutes the rest of the world is protected from that threat without the customer having to do anything. It's wow. just automatically injected into their devices if they opt to do that. Now, of course, they can opt to say, I want to look at it first before you put something in my environment, or mm -hmm. there's a lot of options on how you get that feed, but it can be done pretty much automatically. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And as we know, the National Cybersecurity Strategy places a large emphasis on public-private collaboration to boost national cyber defenses. How is Cisco involved in that threat intelligence sharing and public-private collaboration today, and where might you see opportunities for expansion or improvement? We share all over the place. There's something called the Cyber Threat Alliance, which is Cisco and all of our security competitors that share a common threat database. It is interesting because Cisco Last I heard was putting about 60% of all the intelligence into that database 
because we just have such a large threat organization that finds these things. We also share with CISA, part of DHS, and with FBI, and with the Secret Service, and with local law enforcement when needed, and then other agencies of the government as required. I would say that the big thing about sharing threat information is what do you do with it when you get it? And with artificial intelligence, there's going to be a lot more of this threat information coming in. So the good news is that you can use AI to prioritize the threats. You know, most organizations don't even get to investigate most of the threats they see in their environment. And the ability to digest those and act upon them is improving very quickly in the whole marketplace. Mm -hmm. So a lot of new capabilities and perhaps potential yeah, brought about the, by emerging tech. Yes, and the whole idea that you can pull all of the signs of a threat, the indications of compromise, from all of the multiple security devices in your environment, and then combine those into one place that you're looking and be able to act upon them very quickly, it's here now. The generic technology is called extended detection and response. XDR is the big tool that's helping us accomplish it. And we're seeing great results from it. That's great. And along those lines, putting everything together, how have you seen the combination of enterprise-wide visibility, simplification of cybersecurity solutions, and comprehensive threat intelligence help your customers beat back cyber threats? I guess I have a couple of good examples. There's one base of a fairly large government organization, and I, I prefer not to share names. <laughs> I, I don't think they'd want me to. But just by automating their identity and access management of what devices and what people can go where in their environment. So by getting rid of their access control lists, or ACLs, which is, you know, it's a major management nightmare, is managing ACLs. By getting rid of those and using what's called group tags, they're able to segment their environment down to each individual device. So each individual thermostat, each individual blood infusion machine, instead of having whole virtual networks and things, you do it by the individual machine, and then you can see what's going on with those individual machines and control them individually. And that organization has saved 40% on administration of just identity and access alone. I also have a university that told me that their normal threat investigation used to take them about two weeks. So if they have an indication of compromise, they want to do a full version and a view of where that compromise was in their environment and how to get rid of it. That used to take them two weeks. Now it takes them 15 minutes. Wow, that's impressive. So just think about the savings of time and the saving of aggravation to the users and to the defenders. Right. You know, the users shut down less when they have a problem. The defenders get to see things before they happen. It really makes for a much better environment. It makes the job better. It makes the users happier. Right. And it makes people, their security team, more productive so they can put their attention yes. to the problems that really matter. Yeah. So they aren't doing the the grunt work anymore. They're doing stuff that's interesting and that's of more value to their organization. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. And finally, let's look ahead for a minute. How do you envision that cybersecurity threats will change over the next few years? And 
What can agencies do now to prepare for future fights? Well, for years I've been hoping that the number of threats would start going down, that we'd start making a dent into all the bad guys. And there's just too much money to be made by the threat actors. We're already starting to see them use artificial intelligence to make their phishing emails more readable. They're using artificial intelligence to determine who to attack and how to attack. And so we're seeing an increased volume, partly because of the desire of the attackers, but also because of their ability to put this stuff out really quickly. And so I see that as a major thing, is the volume just gets higher. Mm -hmm. The veracity of the threats also get higher. We saw this with the beginning of the war in Ukraine, where nation state and threat attackers, you know, it's hard to tell which is nation state and which is the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the technology that has been used by nation states is now being used by criminal organizations. So that's gotten a lot harder. And, you know, depending on world events, that may go up or it may go down. Mm -hmm. I guess the net of it is we all need to be smarter. The workload of the defender is not going to get smaller. So it has to get more efficient mm -hmm. and it has to be a more fun job. It has to be more effective and more satisfying for the defenders. And the more that people can see what's going on in their environment, detect bad and detect anomalous behavior, and then be able to control it quickly and easily, that's how I think we start to get ahead in this mm -hmm. game. Peter, I like what you said about making the job Fun. And if, if I can extrapolate a little bit, engaging, less tedious, and perhaps the use of emerging technology will continue to play into that. So adoption of new tools to make the job faster, a little bit easier, and allow for this constant vigilance against bad actors. Yeah, and I'm not sure I'd say fun. Is maybe, <laughs> maybe that's not the best word, but more interesting, more mm -hmm. fulfilling, less tedious. I think that's, you know, where we want to go. And it's, it's not all new tools. It's sometimes reusing some of the old tools, but making sure that they're connected and that you can get all this information in one place and that you can see what's going on in your environment. I think that's what's the most important part. Thanks so much for joining us today and for sharing some tangible ways that agencies can knock out cyber threats with their cyber tools, with better visibility, and with threat intelligence. Thanks, I really appreciate it. I had fun talking to you today. Yeah, me too. We should do it again sometime. Okay. <laughs> so that's all we have for today. To learn more about Cisco's cybersecurity work with government, visit cisco.com slash go slash secure government. Have a great day.